nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These all play roles in sustainable weight management. So, I scour the globe for top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. Welcome to another episode of the Matter Over Mind Experience. I'm your host, Master Trainer and Weight Management Expert, Narado Zico Powell. And who do I have for you today? Another wonderful, fantastic guest, Caitlin Spears. And if you're not familiar with her work, let me tell you a little about Caitlin. She's a certified health coach, nutrition coach. And you know, you can't really have health without nutrition at the end of the day, to be completely honest, right? Also a fitness coach and founder of this really awesome program, Complete by Caitlin. So we have a lot of stuff to dig into today because we're going to talk about how she dealt with some of the biggest rejections of her life, the power of pivot. And when I think pivot, I don't know if Caitlin is a Friends fan, but Friends is my favorite show of all time. So when she said, when you say pivot, immediately Ross comes to my head. It's like pivot, pivot. So we're going to talk about pivot. We're going to talk about how you pivot when you deal with really like strong, devastating situations. Why yo-yo diets fail. Very important topic. Very important topic. Yo-yo diets. Because we're getting close into next year and people want to talk about, hey, New Year is coming up. I want to lose weight. But there's going to be a lot of yo-yo dieting. And we don't understand the psychology behind yo-yo diet. And also the biological things that happened as well behind yo-yo dieting. So we're going to get deep into the conversation that can really prepare you for that next journey in, in weight management and in health and so on and so forth. And with that being said, my friend Caitlin, welcome to the show. Hello there. Thank you so much for that kind introduction. Very happy to be here with you and all the listeners. Excited for this conversation. So am I, my friend. So am I. Let's uh, let's get this puppy started. I want to talk about your journey initially, because you have a very unique story and you faced a lot of rejection in your life. And we might overlook that a lot and say, well, you know, the things happen. Maybe it's not God's plan or maybe, you know, like I'm not good enough or whatever. But we face rejection. And a lot of times it comes down to how we respond to it. And there, I've always said that people respond to rejections differently. And a lot of it has to do with your psychology. And be- behind your thought process, I, I would say your mantra in a way is like, rejection is redirection. And I love that. So tell us about your story and how you came up with that thought of rejection is redirection. Yeah. So I'll take you back a little further, little backstory. Um, Originally from a really small town in Oklahoma, 2,500 people grew up on a cow farm. So very different life than the one that I live now. At 18 years old, I was scouted to become a model, joined an agency. And then soon thereafter, I was actually scouted by one of the producers for America's Next Top Model, the season that they were doing in 2014. And so I, you know, kind of thought it was a scam, ended up, it wasn't, ended up being real. And so I went from living on this 
farm in this really small town in Oklahoma where Walmart was 45 minutes away. I want to stress how small my town was. Very, very small. So imagine that girl, 18 years, she finds out that she's in the running to be one of the contenders for the next season of America's Next Top Model. I was hyped. I was so excited. I thought my life was about to change. I thought my dreams were about to come true. I thought everything I knew was about to just like blink and be and be something new. Well, that I would not be here telling you about rejection being redirection if that happened. So what happened was the producers, I go through months and months of the casting process, back and forth, Zooms, meetings, jumping through all the hoops, basically. And the last week before they were flying people out to start filming, the one of the producers emailed me letting me know that they had decided not to move forward with me and that their only note was that I needed to work on my body and then try again next season. And hearing that at 18 years old was one of the hardest things. It's still at 28 years old, one of the hardest things that I've ever had to um, have told to me. It's it's very difficult. You're, you know, you think your life is about to change and then somebody just types a sentence on an email and all of a sudden they take away your your dreams that you just had. So I spent the next, I would say, three to four years in a very low place, kind of going up and down, up and down, up and down. That was my first painful rejection that I'd ever experienced in my adult life. And so I didn't know how to handle it. I had no tools. I had no help. I didn't know what I was doing. And so I lived in the suck for several years. And then I hit rock bottom. And at the bottom, I decided that I would no longer sit at the bottom. I would no longer be a victim. I would no longer let someone else dictate my future. So I stood up. I found fitness. I found health. I found these things that lit me up. And I started taking back my power. I started taking back control of my own life. And I started doing things from a place of what I want to do, not what somebody else thinks I'm capable of. You said a couple of things there. Sorry, everyone, for the delay. I always put myself on mute when, you know, the guest is like dropping their knowledge, right? Let me sit back and like take this stuff in. But no, you said a couple of things there that I really want to address and I want you to elaborate on. Because you talk about hitting rock bottom. And a lot of times we do hit rock bottom and we're at a point where like, okay, I don't know what to do next. I'm stuck. So my first question is, how did you feel when you hit rock bottom and what, what what made you redirect yourself into where you are now? Yeah, I think when I hit rock bottom, I felt everything. I felt embarrassed, ashamed. I felt sad. I felt lonely. I felt like no one understood me. And I was really victimizing myself. I was allowing what one person said to me to basically determine the rest of my life. And that was crazy to me. I, I I hadn't looked at it from that perspective until I hit rock bottom, until I started to realize that the only person capable of making real change and doing something else with my life was me. That person who sent that email 
never thought about me again. I didn't cross their mind, but the words they said to me affected me for years. But what I realized at the bottom was when you get to the bottom, when you feel like absolute crap, you're at your lowest point, you feel like no one understands you, you're, I cried a lot, I was sad, I was really playing the victim. And when I got there, I, I talked to myself, I'm like, you have two choices here. You continue being the victim of what somebody else said to you years ago, or you stand up on your own two feet, you take back your power, you take back your confidence that I always had. I let someone else take my confidence and my power away, and you start day by day. It's not going to happen fast. This is not this is not a race. Day by day, you take action. You take small actions every single day that help you stand up on your own, that help you recalibrate your life in the direction you know it's meant to go in. And then you remember why you started. Remember why you stood up. Because being at that low point, it felt so lonely. And I never wanted to go back there, ever. And I would have done anything to get to the other side of rock bottom or the top of the hill or whatever that is for you. I would have done anything. And so I told myself over those years, I'm still working on myself, over the years of working on myself, I'm not striving for perfection, I'm striving for progress. And every step that I take in the right direction is getting me one step closer to the life that I wanna live and the person that I wanna be. There we go again with the pause. There we go again with the pause. All right. So this all we go. I, I've had people that said to me, you know, it's it just might just be easy for you. You know, you, you know, like you, you, you're not traumatized by this, or you know, you seem to just, you know, rise above certain conditions. I'm not bragging about myself. I'm kind of am. I kind of am. But it really just really is true. That's why you know I made this wonderful show for the world to to ingest, right? Um. So I guess my follow-up question on that is that when you hit rock bottom, do you think that the your 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 childhood, the things that you experienced when you were younger, did they help you in developing that mindset of okay, I need to do better? Yeah, absolutely. A little backstory about me. Um, I didn't grow up in your, you know, normal family home, mom and dad married your whole life. Um, my dad was actually in prison my whole life. And my mom was married several times. She was a single parent over, you know, the course off and on throughout my childhood, um, worked several jobs, struggled off and on. But I came from a family that, you know, had money, but everybody in my family works for what you have. You're never given anything. And so, you know, putting all this together, I never want anyone to feel bad for me. And I think that's what I realized in that moment is that I had been thinking that I needed people to feel bad for me. And then when I looked back on how strong I was as a kid, how strong I was growing up, overcoming the challenges of not having a dad, not having a normal family, I didn't look at it as what I didn't have. I looked at it as what I did have. And that was what I wasn't doing in my adulthood life. I was looking at what I didn't have instead of what I did have. And I think when we make that shift and we change our perspective, 
that's when you're able to get up on your own two feet and start over again. A lot of people won't won't really want to hear this, but it's really is true is when we when we make excuses, when I see people who stay, let's say at the bottom, right? Or or just can't seem to get what they're asking for in their lives. It's always connected to mindset. It always is. And, you know, it's, it's, we go, they make excuses. Oh, you know, I'm not this, or I wasn't raised this way, or it wasn't that like at the end of the day, it really comes to mind, especially when we're talking about goals, like realistic things in life that's attainable, right? Like, and I, and I, I bring up the example of my health all the time. I mean, I'm 40 years old and I'm, you know, I'm old as dirt. And yet I reverse all my health issues by my diet and my lifestyle changes. You know, people say, oh, you know, oh, it's just normal when you're getting older. It's, you know, it's whatever. I was like, no, I'm not going to accept this. I don't want to take pills anymore. I don't want to have eczema. I don't want to be having a hard time breathing when, when it's pollen season. I don't want to go home dizzy. I don't want to deal with these problems anymore. And I could have said, doctor, give me some whatever and put my, with the doctor did. And I was like, you know what? Enough is enough. And I made that choice. The next step. Now, I, I did take medication while I was helping my, you know, helping and reversing my issues, but I had to have that mindset. And that's why when a lot of people come to me and say, hey, man, you look so good. Like, what do you do in the gym? And I'm or what do you eat? And I'm like, I can't start with that. I need to know where your mindset is because you can't eat like I eat. I eat six, sometimes seven meals a day just to maintain my muscle mass because of how much I train. Most people can't eat that way, you know? So it's kind of like I, I eat clean most of the time. I don't eat a lot of um, vegetable oils. You know, I eat something my body can burn and utilize. You know, I eat even my protein is clean. Like I'm very specific with my diet. So there's a lot that goes into it because I have that mindset is, OK, I'm 40. By the time I'm 41, I want to pack on like five more pounds of muscle. Um, and Caitlin, you know how hard that actually is, even as a young person to constantly tack on actual muscle. But I said, you know, I'm going to beat biology. Guys, somebody said to me one time, you know, maybe it's genetics. And I was like, well, if that's the case, I'm Jamaican. My genetics says I'm supposed to be skinny the rest of my life because most Jamaicans are skinny, right? But I'm also, I'm not only am I beating my genetics, but I'm also beating biology because I shouldn't be doing these things. Now, to say all that, to say this, that anything that's, a, most things in this world are attainable, but it comes down to your mindset. So what Caitlin and I are going to get into as we get to the second part of the episode is now talk about practical things, right? Practical things you can do. Like we talk about the mindset, we need to develop that mindset and there are ways you can do that. We're going to talk about that next. And we're also going to talk about practical things that you can do not um, to get you to that goal. So with mindset in, in mind, Caitlin, let's talk about pivot. You know, like Ross says, pivot. Let's talk about pivot, right? I don't know if you watch Friends. You watch Friends? I definitely have watched Friends like sporadically and then I turn it on the TV for my dog. So... <laughs> <laughs> it's that it's an episode when like Chandler, um, they're uh, when Ross is trying to move a, a couch up to the um up to the into the building, and I, they have to move the couch, and they're like pivot, 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 yeah. and they got stuck, and then Chandler was like, shut up. <laughs> anyway, I digress again. Sorry, everybody. So let's talk about pivot. So what? First of all, what is pivot, and what is the power of pivot? Yeah. So pivoting, it comes into play when you are doing something in your life and maybe you don't want to do it anymore and or maybe it's not an option for you to do anymore. So let's say you are in a career and you get let go. 
Or maybe you're in a career and it's no longer serving you. So both of those options could include, you can pivot out of those options. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about my story and my pivot. So I've been modeling for about 10 years now. Um, I've had a pretty successful career. I've had opportunities to travel and model all over the world. It's been a really amazing life. But about two years ago, I started feeling really stuck in my career. I had done all these amazing things, but I didn't feel like I was going further or like I wanted to go further because it was no longer challenging me. It was no longer bringing me joy. It was no longer serving me in my life where I was at two years ago. Had it been amazing? Had I loved it? Absolutely. But then I started to doubt myself. Why would I leave this career that I put so many years of effort into, so many years of building into? That was scary. That was really scary for me to leave my comfort zone of what I had known for years and pivot into this unknown world. I didn't even know what I wanted to go into, but I had this deep rooted feeling that something had to change. So I went through months, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this if you've ever felt like you're ready to leave a job or to leave a career or to leave a path that you're on, you kind of start to get down on yourself. You start to go through all the emotions of being scared, being terrified, being excited, all the things. There's different levels to the emotions that you're going to feel along the path to figuring out where you want to go next. So when I kind of started having this emotional breakdown, I started talking to the people closest to me. Um, I live with my boyfriend. So of course I started, he's a very smart guy. I started telling him all the things I was feeling. And he was like, he gave me that confidence boost I needed. He's like, look, you're so smart. You have so much to offer the world. You need to focus on what you want. You can do this. And I remember from that day on, I was like, wow. I can do this. Whatever I want to do, whatever I want to pivot into, if I want to leave a career that I've built and I want to pivot into something I have no idea what I'm doing in, I can do it. And from that day on, the cards just started lining up. I will say the pivot into my health coaching journey has been one of the craziest experiences of my life. It happened within a six-month period Basically, I was offered a modeling job for a club studio, which is a branch of LA Fitness in LA. I ended up deciding I wanted to take the job, but I wanted to go there and I wanted to ask questions. So I went and asked everybody questions. What did you do? What did you like? I knew I loved fitness, health, and nutrition. I just had no idea I could go into that field and be happy. So I asked all these questions. One of the girls ended up connecting me with the school I attended, IIN, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And that kind of set me on the path that I'm on now. I called enrollment. I got all the information. I ended up finding out I was eligible for a scholarship, got a full ride scholarship to attend the school, ended up enrolling, starting school. And then the journey just kind of continued. I had no idea still what I was doing, but I knew that I was doing something that lit me up that excited me, that had the potential to change the world, to help people around me. And that was really exciting. You know, it's a lot, a lot of people don't realize that, 
you can really make a, a career out of health and fitness. Like, I'm glad that you discovered that because that's something that we really need. Um, Like, you know, I talk even people that I work with, you know, like, you know, I try to coach them and teach them on health and fitness as much as I possibly can. Even people at the gym, when I got into um the industry and I started training people, I realized that how much people don't know. And I, so I'm sure you see it all the time. I even hear trainers that are say dangerous things like, Oh, it's all about a calorie deficit. I'm like, yeah, you study nutrition, Caitlin. We both know that's absolutely nonsense. You can tell me to be in a calorie deficit. That doesn't work for someone who has type 2 diabetes or hypothyroidism or just erect metabolism, right? So for those out there who are like, oh, I, I tried everything and I can't lose weight, we're going to talk more about Caitlin's program that can really help you and get you to that next level because it's really about understanding your body and things that your body needs to get you to that next level. So now we're going to get into those practical things that, you know, because, you know, I'm a nice guy. Your boy promised you a little bit earlier, right? But before I get there, you know, I got a gift for you. Of course, I got a gift for you. I'm going to talk about Colorado Botanicals, right? Because as athletes, if you work out, you're an athlete. You don't have to be a professional athlete, but if you work out, you're an athlete. If you train, you're an athlete, right? You know the importance of taking care of your body in so many ways, especially the importance of healing your body, right? Because we know about eating healthy, exercising regularly, and of course, recovery. So have you ever thought about CBD to help reduce, to help enhance recovery and performance? That's something that I absolutely love because CBD has been shown to reduce inflammation, pain relief, and even anxiety and depression, right? I reg I personally use CBD every day. I have a whole kit that I that I use um with different strengths because it helps me to recover better. Because when we work out, athletes know this or should know this. Your body creates inflammation. That's when that's why you feel pain. That's why you feel soreness. That's why you feel tired. Your body is creating inflammation. But so CBD helps to relieve a lot of that inflammation, especially if it's something you haven't done in a while. And I love Colorado Botanicals. I, they have a specific one that's like for relief that if I feel a little bit more like inflammation than I normally do or pain than I normally do, I rub it on it. And within five minutes, I'm like, it feels so freaking amazing. I absolutely love it. So the, the website is going to be in the description of the episode with the code Zico Health to give you 10% off all their products. So again, the description is going to be in the, in the, the website is going to be in the description of the episode along with the code Zico Health to give you 10% off all their products. And with that being said, now we're going to pivot, we're going to pivot, we're going to pivot back to Caitlin. So Caitlin, let's talk about routines because everyone that I know that's successful in their health and fitness journey always have routines. So why are routines important? Routines are going to help you build sustainability and habits. And if we don't have sustainable habits, we can't make sustainable shifts. Routines are very important. And I, I want to touch on a little bit what's also very important is, like you said earlier, your mindset. If you go into your health journey, it doesn't matter how many routines you create. If you go in without first fixing your mindset and building a solid foundation, you will not be successful. If we want to build a happy and healthy house, we have to first build that solid foundation. And that's coming from your confidence, your mindset, your gratitude, and principles like that, which I absolutely love teaching my clients because most people come in ready to like lose weight and do all these things. But we really have to work on building a foundation before we ever even cross into things like nutrition and fundamentals of working out and creating routines. Creating routines is actually 
one of the third things that I do because I need you to understand all the other things before I want you to be creating these routines. Now, talking about routines, though, I like to say there are two routines that are the most important routines you will ever have. You have your wind up routine, which is the first 60 minutes of your day. And you have your wind down routine, which is the last 60 minutes of your day. I think these two segments of your 24 hours are two of the most important hours of each and every day. And so if we want to make the most of these segments that are so important, because one, that first segment is setting you up for your entire day ahead. That second segment is setting you up for your entire night ahead. If you're not having a good day and you're not sleeping well, it's really hard to achieve your goals. So when you want to create a routine, you want to start really, really small. Because we don't want to jump into something that we've never done and overwhelm ourselves and burn ourselves out. Routines should be made slowly. So your routine should include one thing at a time. Maybe you decide in the morning you're going to start laying your clothes out and getting up 10 minutes early. Do that every single day until it becomes a habit. Maybe at nighttime, you decide you're going to plug your phone in 10 minutes before bed and you're going to read a book for 10 minutes. Do that every single day until it becomes a habit. The reason routines are so crucial in your health journey is because they create habits. And like I said earlier, habits create lifetime shifts and those lifetime shifts are going to lead to the life you want to live. That's awesome. I love that because I have. I have an article on sleep because Caitlin, you know that really most people who struggle to lose weight or struggle with their health also struggle with sleep, right? And for many reasons, cortisol and stress, all the other stuff that that happens when you don't, don't get quality sleep. And I have an article on sleep and m- most people think that sleep comes down to what you do at night, but actually it's m- most to get to reset your circadian rhythm so you can get quality sleep starts at what you do in that first hour that you wake up. And so a bulk of the article is about that first hour, maybe 10, 15% is about what you do during the day. And then the last part of the article is about what you need to do at night. Because you, when you set that up properly, sleep becomes natural. Sleep becomes easy because your circadian rhythm is set and you're calm. Your routine is a part of that, right? Like for me, I read scriptures before I go to sleep at night. You know, that helps to calm me down. It helps to re- relax me. When I get up in the morning, I drink tea and, you know, I'm, and, and I go outside, you know, I, I have a certain routine that I do to wake myself up every day. And those are vital in me being as successful that I am. So routines are very important. But before that, what do you, what did you say is about your mindset, right? Because you have to go in thinking, yeah, you're going to set these routines, but a lot of people can't even stick to these routines because of the mindset. They're expecting things to move from here to here. That's not how it happens. You have to, it's your mindset and where you begin. And once you kind of get sort of narrow that down, because your routine and your mindset can work hand in hand. Because when you start your morning off relaxed and calm, and then you're also sleeping well, that helps you to see things clearer. That helps to put you in a better mood. That helps to keep your cortisol levels low. That helps to give you melatonin at night so you can rest. That keeps you in a, in a rest and digest state. Like all these things work together to get you what you're looking for. So I love your program and I love the things that you're talking about, which then leads me to my next question. Yo-yo dieting, because a lot of people who yo-yo diet 
don't have a routine or the right mindset to stick to what they're supposed to be sticking to. So why do yo-yo diets fail? There are so many reasons that yo-yo diets fail. Most of them stem from the fact that they are very, very hard to follow long-term. They're they're restrictive. There's so many restrictions on a yo-yo diet. There's so many things that people don't understand. They just jump on the bandwagon of joining this diet because it's trendy. Because somebody they know lost a bunch of weight doing it. Because somebody on social media is promoting it or some diet pill or some trend that's currently trending. And what we don't think about is all of the negative effects of yo-yo dieting. That when you jump on that train for two weeks, maybe you lose a bunch of weight, but you've never instilled the proper mindset or habits to actually maintain those results long term. So you're most likely actually going to gain back that weight plus some more as soon as your lifestyle shifts back to your normal equilibrium way of living. And then also when it comes to yo-yo dieting, it's so restrictive. Nobody once we were talking about calorie deficit earlier, nobody wants to have to track every single single one of their calories for the rest of your life. There maybe there's a small percentage of people that want that, but that's a very very small percentage. Most of us are not going to use an app to track our food. We're not going to follow a crazy diet for a long period of time because it's hard and we don't want to do hard things. We don't want to do things that we don't like. We want to do things we enjoy. We want to do things that feel good to us, that are healthy for us. And long-term dieting is not healthy for you. There's a lot of diets that are lacking certain nutrients that your body needs to thrive. And most people jump into yo-yo dieting without proper education of what the diet even is and what it's supposed to do. There are certain diets that were created for people who are in a state of diabetes and they're supposed to use those diets for one to two months to help them regulate their blood sugar. That is not meant for the general public. And, but yet we've turned it into this trendy fad of taking on diets that don't work, that we don't understand, and that cause us in the end to go back 10 steps instead of forward. And listen to your body, people. Listen to your body. Because when your body starts telling you, okay, you're not sleeping well, your energy levels are low, that might be a sign that you you may not need to be eating what you're eating or doing what you're actually doing, right? So dieting, I I, I don't like to bastardize that word, right? Because diet is what we eat. Every Technically, every human being is on a diet. I mean, Caitlin knows that. I know that. But when we start getting into that as a culture, the word dieting, like it's dangerous, which leads me to my question then, because I think a lot of people be interested in this. If I come to you and say, Caitlin, I've been, I've tried for 10 years. I've tried all these diets. I've tried all these workouts. I don't know what to do anymore. Where do you even start with that, with someone like that? Well, I start by letting them know that they should join my program and work one-on-one -on -one with me because there's so much that goes into it. I cannot give you all of that information in a week or two weeks. I work with most of my clients for a minimum of three to six months because it takes that long to understand what you need to understand, to gain the tools you need to succeed. So when someone comes to me, the first thing I'm going to work with them on is the connect portion of my program where I'm connecting them 
with the their whole self as a person, their mindset, their confidence, how they view the world, their strengths, their weaknesses, their beliefs. All of these things are so important before we go any step further. Like I said earlier, you have to build that foundation. You have to believe that you're capable of doing the work. You have to not have those limiting beliefs about yourself. You have to be grateful. You have to be grateful every single day because not every day is going to be easy, but you can find gratitude in every single day if you look hard enough. And then we go into the approach module where I'm teaching them how to approach their nutrition from a different lens. Most people don't even know the bare basic minimums of understanding nutrition. Most people have no idea what a macronutrient or a micronutrient even is, much less what food they can get it from or why they need it. So really just going back to the basics and teaching people how to understand the food that they're eating, why they're eating it, and why it's important to eat a nutrient-dense whole food diet. And then also teaching them why we shouldn't have processed foods, teaching them about the things that are in the bad foods that are on the market so that they understand that they're in control of their choices. And then we go into routines. We start learning whether that's your workout routines, your morning routines, your evening routines, whatever that is, that comes third. That is, we have to go in that sequence in order to get lasting results. So when someone comes to me, we build the foundation. Then we go into nutrition. Then we go into routines. And then we go into implementing and making that transformation last. Now, you know why most diets fail or most people struggle to stay consistent with anything is because they go to that last piece first. They go to, let's work out. Let's bring you to the gym with me. They go to that first without starting at the foundation, without starting with that mindset and growing. And you can work on two things at the same time. It's not like we're going to, you're going to tell you, hey, for the first month, just meditate every morning and then come back to me later. Like that's how we do it. Right. But you have to, you start, we start with the foundation, understanding where you are and how to get there. And as you build that up, someone asked me one time, I was like, what's the best workout to do? And I said to him, the best workout you can do is any workout you like to do. That's what I always tell people that the best work, if that's walking, Go walk. If you don't usually walk, go for a walk every day and start there. You know, like whatever workout you enjoy, you know, like I sometimes I go to gyms and uh, people ask me because, you know, your boys a little famous around here. So, you know, only only in Orlando. No, nobody really knows me anywhere else. Um, but but seriously, like I will go and people ask me, hey, can you work with my trainer or give him advice and stuff? And I'll see what they're doing. And I ask them and they're 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 kind of like exhausted or they're, they're trying their best to push through. And, and, and I ask them, I said, why do you think what you're doing is helpful? And it's like, well, this is my program. I said, would you have any information that says that what you're doing is, is good for that particular person? And they'll think about it. And I was like, yeah. And then I started talking to them about how to make things adaptable to the person. And then a lot of times they're pushing these people through these really tough programs, but they don't even talk to them about nutrition. They don't even talk to them about their sleep. They don't even talk to them about that. I guess you want to say in a word biohacking, like fixing your body to to um to operate the way it's supposed to. So then like they may not lose it. I've had people who as I make a couple of changes in their lives, have said within a week that, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. 
Like, you know, just by limiting sugars and trying, you know, different options or, you know, um, eating, you know, complex meals, like just little stuff like that. They're like, oh my God, where's this been all my life? I didn't know this. I didn't know that if I, I should take a five to 10 minute walk after my meal to improve digestion instead of laying down after I eat, you know, or which we do quite often, you know, it's like stuff like that. These are things that Caitlin know. And these are things that experts in the health and fitness field know or should know um that will really get you your results so instead of going straight to the end you start to build that foundation then you get into the nutrition and the habit stuff and then later on you get into like a little bit more advanced so the working out the uh the adjustments because at point, some point you're going to plateau and an expert like caitlin can also help you with your adjustments right so with that being said i'm tired of you know being a gas bag people are retired me by now i'm tired of me by now so let's caitlin let the audience know how can they learn more about your work or they want to you know, reach out to you, so on and so forth? Absolutely. You can find me on all social media platforms at Caitlin Shea Spears. And then my website is just CaitlinSpears.com. I typed like an old man and I was typing that as you were talking. I was hoping you go a little bit longer, but okay. So perfect. So the, the website is going to be in the show notes. And the show notes are going to be zikahealth.com slash drumroll, please, because I forgot to put it down here. Oh, and Complete also, by Caitlin. Yes. <laughs> I also have one more thing that I'm going to just like say while I'm on here. If anyone is looking to transform your health, live a happier, stronger, more confident life, and you don't know what that next step is for you, I've created a program that I am launching this December, and it's going to be a live launch. So it's going to be group coaching. I'm going to be pushing you through 12 weeks of my four-step proven method that I've used with dozens of clients to get them the results they need. So if you're looking for that next step, the Look Good, Feel Good Academy, the sales for that are opening up very soon. So if it's something you're interested in, head over to my website and check it out. Perfect. And the website is going to be in the show notes, zikahealth.com slash complete by Caitlin. And of course, because I like to make your life nice and easy, I'll make sure that the show notes are in the description of the episode. So right below, if you can click on it, go to Zika recommendation page, learn about CBD, EAAs, um, learn about complete by Caitlin, and so on and so forth. And with that being said, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Caitlin, my wonderful guest, thank you for being on. And we're out for the day, fam. Thanks for joining the Matter Over Mind experience. If you got good content out of this or any of my shows, save, subscribe, and share it with anyone who needs this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.